What's up, unicorn and shark cats? We're ripe potatoes. What's up, you gill-faced idiots? I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your host, James. And we are the, the Right potatoes. potatoes. Back again with another enthralling episode to get your giblets all aroused. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway, if you didn't know because I called you gill-faced freaks, we are going to be covering the movie Jeepers Creepers. And Jeepers Creepers 2, baby. You know what I just thought of, right? Kenny and Darla believe that story? Not that they did go looking for her head. They only found the car. They never found her head. What's he doing? The hell is that? He dumped something down that pipe. Wrapped in a sheet. Why aren't we doing number three, James? Because it fucking sucks. It is garbage. Garbage it fire can. It is one of the poop. funnest experience I've had in a the theater because everyone didn't give a fuck about the movie. Because it sucked. Yeah. A lot. Which I remember watching it. Don't recommend it. I didn't pay all. for my movie ticket, which I was thankful for. Oh. But I felt bad for Jeff because he paid for three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yo, shout out Jeff, by the way. Yeah. Our homie. Uh, well, name, sorry you had to pay for it. Yeah, sorry you had to pay for it, but you'll uh, probably like this episode because it's about the first two good ones. Amen. And that's why we're going to fucking get right into it, baby. So we're going to start out with Jeeper Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. Fuck if I could talk. Number one. Here's the info. Jeepers Creepers was released on August 31st, 2001 and was directed by Victor Salva. The film had a budget of $10 million and went on to make $59.37 million in the box office. That's pretty solid. It's pretty good for it being as low as it is. Yeah. And they I'd say they use the money wisely. Absolutely. Considering like we bear we have it's ten million now is like indie nothing. Dude, yeah, that's that's a cup of coffee, nothing. ten million dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> but here you go, here's the synopsis for the you who haven't seen it in about what, twenty years? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Side note, I seen this in theaters. Did you? With Grams. I was fucking nine, bro. I was 11 years old, yeah, and it was hands down one of the scariest things I've seen in the theater at the time. Well, I could see you probably shitting your pants, dude. Yeah, 11, you're like, oh. Oh my god, is this real? Yeah. Is this real life now? <laughs> Alright, here we go. After making a horrific discovery in the basement of an abandoned old church, Trish, Gina Phillips, and her brother, Derry, Justin Long, watched their routine road trip home from college turn into a heart-stopping race for their lives. They find themselves the chosen prey of an indestructible force that relentlessly pursues them and gives a new gives a new uh, and chilling meaning to the old song Jeepers Creepers. Okay. I like that. Which I like how like horror movies could take old songs and make them like terrifying like how Halloween did Sandman. Yep. Or Mr. Sandman. Mm-hmm. And this one with Jeepers Creepers. Which is beautiful. Yeah. I like I also like that old <laughs> feel though, you know what I'm saying? So in this movie, you get that old vibe. And if you, I just like watching movies like this to where you don't have all the technology and shit like we do now. Yeah. Because, I mean, there was creepy shit happening or there could have been, you know. Mm. Like, now we have cameras and shit all over the place, so it's boring. Yeah. We don't die as cool as we used to. Yeah, it's it's scarier knowing that, like, it's, it may, or rewind, it, it makes sense that their phones don't work because it's, like, 2001. Yeah. And shit like that. And they're in an old car, which doesn't have a cigarette lighter, which can't charge their phone. And all it has is a fucking sweet radio, bro. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. I was watching it, rewatching it, I was like, fuck, this car is tight. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dude, and <clears throat> I want a road trip in that car, you know? It would like, be just the radio. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. Anyway, here are the statistics for you fools over at that, uh, you know, other platform that we use. Uh, statistics. The tomato meter gave it a 46%. This is an average rating of 5.2 out of 10. Total reviews being 114, 53 fresh, 61 rotten, which is pretty low. Really low. Yeah. You know what else is low? The audience reviews. This <laughs> game, they gave it a 48%. This was an average rating of 3.2 out of 5. Total ratings of more than 250,000. And it's still a 48. Yeah, that's, that's kind of rough. That's really rough. Um, IMDb. I, I think I know why. It's because I think they probably went back and review bombed it because of the controversial stuff behind what the director did. Like, okay. Stuff like that. But for did these movies. up? Huh? Did you look it up? I looked it up and it's kind of like Chomo stuff. Oh, fucking tight. Dude. Yeah, so for this one, we'll we'll separate the art from the artist. Amen. Yeah. We have to do that sometimes, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, IMDb gave it a 6.2 out of 10, so a 62%. Showtimes gave it a 3 out of 5, so what is that, 75%? Is that, mm, am I right? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Math. Yeah, who, who even does that? No, oh, that's 60%, guys. Anyway, so 88% of Google users liked this. I'm glad you did, Google users, because me too. Yeah, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed it. 88%, though, that's high. That's really fucking high. Mm -hmm. And you know who else enjoyed it? These critics' positive reviews. <laughs> critics' positive reviews. Uh, it's chock full of memorable moments, snappy dialogue, and clever touches. Okay. I, yeah. I'm into that. I like the dialogue. It is. Because really it's good. really good brother-sister dialogue. Yep. I would agree with that. Yeah. Their, their connection as brother and sister, I thought, was mm -hmm. portrayed their well. chemistry. It was hot. Good. Uh, Jeepers Creepers still holds a lot of power it did over a decade ago, thanks in large part to its ability to morph and change styles during the brisk 90-minute runtime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of into that. We'll talk about it more. A <laughs> uh, good way to find some genuinely creepy moments in a decade where they were short in supply. There True. you go. And again, this is... Uh, Beef and I like to talk about this a lot, and the less you see of the... Like, Less, the, less the, is always more. Yes, correct. So less is always more. And the introduction to this character is just so fucking good. And the way that they keep... Uh, they keep not showing you too Hide, much. Yeah. yeah, Hiding his form and silhouette. Yeah, it is so good. Yeah, the scariest, One of the scariest parts is him just throwing the body down the tube. And them driving by and, and then him he's just, just looking at them. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That was great. Yeah. More than good. <laughs> uh, last one. One of the most terrifying horror movies to come along in years. I'll give them that. Which, in 2001, it was agreed. Yeah. 100% agreed on. Um, Alright, <clears throat> guys. Well, speaking of dead bodies, here's the critics' <laughs> negative reviews. Critics' negative reviews. The film isn't helped by an actress whose resemblance to Ashley Simpson may predispose you to want her disposed of. Ooh, the main girl? I guess so. Aww. They're saying that it re she reminded them of Ashley Simpson, so Aww. they didn't like it. Okay, well, that's your opinion. Which sucks. <laughs> One of those horror movies in which its characters do such unbelievably stupid things all the time that you literally want to shout at them. Which, I would agree with that whole thing when they see him like, dropping bodies or whatever in the pipe. Oh, like, let's go back. Yeah, let's go look in there. No, it's like... Like, sensible person be like, we'll go to the gas station or whatever the fuck. Then we'll call the cops and have them deal with it. Yep. 
Otherwise, yeah. And then we're off the hook pretty much. Instead, they did it backwards. So yeah. they go and look, and then they call the cops. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But the whole... Them going back to the underground place was... I don't know. Kind of goofy. Kind of goofy, but very, like, very well done, I think. I think so, too. Did you like the uh, look of inside the hole? Yeah. Okay. I remember, I remember fucking back in 2001 when I seen this and I was just like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> holy spit, because I was 11 years old. And yeah. Just like, oh my God. Yeah, fucking fuck me up. If you guys don't know, there's pinned bodies everywhere and yeah, it's, it's like, pretty gnarly. It's a pretty good collage. And then just this movie, I think this movie is great thanks to the acting performance of Justin Long. Because he carries it throughout the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, I also like the fact that they're talking about their friends disappearing or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah, oh, the, the urban legend of those people. Yeah, and then he ends up finding him. Yeah, and that's, I'm like, ooh, bitch. that scene in particular where he was like, he found her head and he put it back on and he's just like, still in shock. Yeah. It was fucking great. I just like how fucked up he is after getting out of there yeah. too. Like he, he played that very well. Mm-hmm. So, number three, the story hits a wall with an abrupt, dismal ending. Yes and no. Mm. It's it could have been a I don't know, I kinda like the ending. But, yeah. Um number four, this is definitely not a good movie and it has too many major flaws within the context of the genre to be a good horror movie. Mm. False. I think it follows like even if there was <laughs> like a horror movie uh cookie cutter fucking formula. Yeah. Like it pretty it follows it pretty well. It follows it pretty well and then it changes a few things where you think you think it's just a man or something and then you find out it's a demon a creature, a creature yeah, that needs to survive off people's body parts. Yep. But come to think about it, you would... Well, I'll f- here's one of my holes. You would think, like, someone who's lived in that area, the stretch of highway where it all goes across the state, so it's the whole... It's statewide. Mm-hmm. Where they're, like... They'd find a pattern, because you always find a pattern, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, you damn, every, 23rd, every 23 years, it's like... A lot of people go missing. Yeah. For a span of a month, people go missing, and then it's nothing. Well, and then the fact that his house is, like, right there off of a road. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, are these the only people to ever think about, like, going to this fucking abandoned mm-hmm. church or this pipe? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's the one thing I was just like, oh, you would you would notice a pattern if you're a competent person or police officer. Yeah, and especially, like you're saying, if you lived in that area. Yeah. Like, you'd be more aware of your surroundings and people would notice. Yes. Yeah, which would have been cool if they had, like, a whole... Like, um, in It, Chapter 1, where they're just going through the history of the the area, and yeah. they just find, like, bodies missing and people That'd gone, be kind of cool, or, like... Body parts found. If there was, like, a dialogue between them and, like, somebody at, like, a gas station The old or woman. Yeah. yeah. She's like, That's it's, almost it's happening again. Thinking, yeah. Except a little bit earlier on. Yeah. Maybe, but... I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it. But you know who does know? audience with these positive reviews amen ah, segue audience positive reviews the first four to five minutes is one of the best sketches in any horror movie of all time overall it's a pretty good scary movie experience the originality of the material is what makes it so good instead of cheap scares there's a really good story with original material to keep you interested agreed agreed uh, excellent horror movie made me gasp a number of times. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> a chilling graphic and well written. One of the most shocking endings that I've seen in a long time. Which the ending was kind of cool. Yeah. I did like the ending. Yeah, I remember way back when I watched it, I was just like, it kept me guessing because mm-hmm. I was dumb. 
But now you're just like, yeah. Makes sense. Going on. <laughs> Thrilling enough opening act of horror... F oh, blah, blah, blah. Thrilling enough opening act for horror fans, but it goes too far halfway through. The ending was great, though. See, and that one's kind of yeah, backwards. Wishy -washy, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like an on-the-fence review, mm -hmm. for sure. But you know what's not on the fence? The dickheads who fell over to the negative side on these ed audience negative reviews. Dickheads. <laughs> Edients. <laughs> audience negative reviews. Number one. It seems good at first, but just wait for it. <laughs> nice. Nice movie. Reasonably timed. 1.30. Weak special effects with the bodies in the church. Should have never shown the killer. And so I agree with that. Beef and I were talking about this, and th that was the one thing that kind of fucked up the movie for me mm -hmm. didn't make me like it as much but i still liked it um was everything was creepy as shit all up until the point where they showed his face and i was like what the fuck i think it would have worked better if it if it saved that for the last the police station part yeah or where you finally got to see him and you're like holy shit or if abe sapien stopped doing drugs no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding dude he's like an abe sapien looking fucker if you guys yeah. didn't know but anyway um yeah, no, I, w I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Like, you waited right till the fucking end or something. Yeah, right when right when I say he's crawling on the wall, that's when you s he little shows up well, you see his face. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah. I like the fact, too, like, um, when he's wearing that hat, you could just see his fucking smile. Yeah. And I think that's creepy enough, dude. And what would have been tight is even if he just kept, like, that smile mm -hmm. with the hat and everything and, like, did all this creepy crawly shit. And yeah. then all of a sudden, at the end, you figured out that he can fly. Yeah. Like, that, that's, just, the, yeah, that's the... That'd be sick. That's the twist you need. It's what I need. Ooh. Huh? <laughs> Alright. Thought at the beginning that it would be good, but the movie eventually leads into a cheesy into cheesy and cliche. Would not recommend at all. Hmm. Okay, whatever. It's not cliche. The monster <laughs> was interesting in idea and design, but everything else was a trash fire of a film. Jesus. That was pretty not really pretty rough. You ever see number three? Yeah. Don't watch <laughs> Oh my lord. <laughs> number three is garbage guys we literally didn't want to talk about it because yeah neither of us wanted to watch we it we made the executive <laughs> executive decision to not put ourselves through that and again. it's it's so bad yeah it's not even take fun. it take it from the tater boys that's true don't fucking watch it and but you know what is fun guys fun facts with james Ooh, that was good and now fun facts with james that's me <laughs> uh, Victor Salva wrote the main characters as brother and sister in order to eliminate any sexual tension and keep them focused on escaping the creeper. I don't know. What if they want to bang, dude? Uh, maybe, maybe there is another movie like that. Are they in Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original truck from the film is owned by a private collector in Maryland who keeps it in storage awaiting the filming of Jeepers Creepers 3. This was written a while ago. But... Oh, okay. Well, that's a fun fact still. At yeah. least that's cool, though, that the... The person who it. owned it kept it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the creeper's single line of dialogue was cut from the film. Yeah, good. I would have been pissed, yeah. I think, if he talked at all. It, yeah, it, it kind of shatters the illusion of this thing being an unstoppable killing machine if, like, he speaks. Yeah. Well, what'd he say? <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Around 56 minutes, the creeper originally had one line of dialogue in the film. After he kills the old cat lady and holds her body upright, revealing his true face to Darian Trish... He originally said, she don't smell too good, Derry, before tossing the corpse aside. The line was cut and replaced with silence, as the producers thought it would be more effective to have the creeper say nothing. Still, you could see the creeper's lips move and sing with the line, if you look closely. Huh. 
Well, that's cool. Yeah. I actually can't... That line isn't <clears throat> as bad as I yeah, thought it would be. Yeah, she don't smell too good. But then that kind of gives away the whole, who's he after? Yeah. Him or her. Yeah. I don't know. I like that they didn't do it. Yeah. So... Uh, at around 124 minutes, it's Justin's long, uh, it's Justin Long in makeup at the end as the Creeper, and not Jonathan Beck, the actor who played the Creeper. Oh no shit! Yeah, so they can get his eyes right, I guess. Well, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Huh? I didn't even think about. It. Okay. <laughs> Movie magic, baby. A cameo: Jonathan Beck at around an hour and 11 minutes. The Creeper, without makeup, appears as a policeman. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know that. Me neither. That's a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Victor Salva has always says that the Creeper legend is complete fiction, but the scene where Trish and Terry or Trish and Derry witnessed the Creeper dumping a body down a well by an abandoned church was inspired by the case of Dennis Depew, a former Michigan Michigan property assessor who murdered his wife and was seen by witnesses near an old schoolhouse with the bloody sheet. Two of the witnesses also recall Depew speeding past them in a van and eventually tailing them. And riding their bumper for several miles. The case was also profiled on a 1990 episode of Unsolved Mysteries. No shit. Yep. That's fun. Yeah. It's kind of based on, like, there's a piece of a true story in mm-hmm. there. That's kind of cool. Ooh. Gina Phillips, Trish, and Justin Long Derry were not allowed to meet Jonathan Beck before filming in order to get a true reaction of them when they actually did see him in his full costume and makeup. Nor did they see the Beating You truck... Before the opening scene was shot, when Phillips first saw the truck, she said something to the effect of, Is that the truck? Jeepers, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Uh, at the time of its release, it was the highest grossing film ever to be released during Labor Day weekend. The record would sub- subsequently be broken by its own sequel, Jeepers Creepers 2. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. For a movie that sucked so badly, mm-hmm. it's really weird how the second one they even made more and more. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out uh, there. Director Victor uh, Salva wanted the countryside settings for the film to have an eerie quality about them. However, Salva said that the Florida film locations were so beautiful that oftentimes the footage for the film would have to be darkened down to give the locations more menacing appearance. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's like 300. More movie magic. <laughs> Well, kind of. Yeah. Obviously, 300 is not in Florida. But <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Beck shaved his head for the role, inspired by the notion that the creeper was naturally hairless and would have to borrow hair from his victims. That's tight. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. Uh, Jonathan Beck's test audition scared Victor Salva so greatly he cast him almost immediately as the creeper. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I don't even know who the guy is, He's but just... I like the fact that... I'll, I'll have to look him up just Same. because it's like, I don't know who that is. Oh... Uh... There is a short scene after the credits that shows the old truck driving down the road and honking once again. Yep, I did see that. I remember that. Uh, the original title was was called Here Comes the Boogeyman. I don't like that. No. Nah. I like Jeepers Creepers It better. works better, yeah. <laughs> Victor Salva originally wrote the role of the Creeper for Lance Hendrickson. He was the demon He was the demon in the movie Pumpkinhead. I never watched Pumpkinhead. Dude, you got it. It's fucking, is it fucking good? It's so schlocky and great. Okay. It's, um, I'll give you the, the basic synopsis of... Uh, Lance Hendrickson and his son were like, they live in the country, blah, 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 they're at this gas station, and a group of teens show up, just passing through, decide to drive their mo- their dirt bike around on the back because there's a bunch of hills. One of the teens makes a jump, misjudges it, hits his kid, and so he's like so distraught, he goes to this old witch lady to get revenge on those kids, and she makes him pumpkin head. Oh, shit. That's kind of cool. The effects are pretty good. Revenge porn? Yeah. Oh my god. 
At around 37 minutes in Giselle's living room scene, Victor Salva's high school graduation picture can be seen doctored up to look like a record album of, from the 1950s with Jeepers Creepers on it. That's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's tight. Uh, direct, director cameo, Victor Salva, a body in the Creepers' House of Pain. What? Yeah, really? I guess. I don't know. Well, that's More fun. Likely. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Same. At around uh, an hour and 14 minutes, when Trisha and Derry first meet Giselle, she reveals that she hears one of them screaming in the dark. Derry is fanatically asking her who she hears. Giselle turns to Trisha, and the audience is led to believe it's her. However, towards the end of the film, you could plainly see, uh, tell it's a man screaming. Giselle may have looked at Trisha because she could tell how scared Derry actually was, and simply didn't know how to tell him that his screams were the ones she heard. Fuck. Yeah. That's pretty rough. Yeah. That's deep. Like I can't, That's real can't deep. Do it. <laughs> uh, the church above the Creeper's Lair was a real abandoned church, and after the movie movie's success, it became a tourist attraction until, in a life imitates art moment, it mysteriously burned down a few years ago. Oh, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> well, R.I.P. that church, dude. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, after the Creeper consumes a prisoner's hand, we notice that the prisoner's severed arm has a tattoo has a tattoo that had part of it eaten where the hand had been. When the creeper puts his hand on the one-way view mirror in the interrogation room to look at Trish, we observe that the remainder of the tattoo that belonged to the prisoner is now on his hand. So sick. Yeah. I did know- nice I, I noticed. I noticed little shit like that, mm-hmm. though. Uh, when Victor Salva arrived to Florida, he discovered that one million worth of his financing had fallen through, and he was forced to cut some 20 pages of the script from the end of the film. There would have been a fiery climax where Derry manages to get behind the wheel of the Creeper's old truck and drives it into an oncoming train in a suicidal attempt to destroy the creature. Damn. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that ending? Um, I like... I think I'd like the original one more. I think so, too. I was going to say, I mean, maybe chopping it down helped him. Yeah. <laughs> you know. 22 pages, though? 20 pages, yeah. 20 That's pages? 20 minutes. Of much. script? Yeah. One page. Oh, okay. One script yeah. page equals one minute on screen time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have been fun. Uh, it, it works because it's just so... It makes it tighter. Yeah. Which I, I like. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Justin Long had impressed writer and director Victor Salvo with his por- performance on Galaxy Quest, but what landed him the lead role of Derry was his audition. As Salva said that it contained none of the false bravado and machismo the director had seen in, o- in other male actors who were teens or young adults. Salva knew Long could appear funny or generally frightened depending on what the scene needed. He really does, though. He does, he, yeah. he, he plays that role perfectly. Uh, Justin Long and Gina Phillips said that Victor Salva's screenplay was so scary and terrifying that they had to put it down after reading the first 20 pages or so and come back to it hours later. I think it was that scary? Uh, probably. Probably could have been. <laughs> probably. I don't know. Maybe we should start reading <clears throat> scripts. We should. <laughs> uh, the Creeper's Truck is every bit of jalopy as it appears on the film. The exhaust system didn't work, and after every take, the driver had to open the door to let a cloud of smoke out. Fuck. That's, <laughs> that's tight. Yeah. Uh, Giselle states, while looking right at Derry, it eats its lungs so it could breathe, its eyes so it could see, and the lyrics to the song Jeepers Creepers itself foreshadow Derry's fate heavily. So sick. Where'd you get those eyes? Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, near the beginning of the movie, you can see Trish holding a pair of reading glasses. This is possibly why the Creeper prefers Derry to Trish. Mmm. That's pretty good. That is really good. <laughs> uh, the makeup crew cast Justin Long's entire body from head to toe for the amazing lifelike Derry cadaver at the end. So, oh, uh, 
The one that was so anatomically correct, someone tied a trash bag around its waist in the interest of modesty. No shit. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Got Justin's long dong on there. <laughs> a Bobby Long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a 2017 cast commentary, Justin Long discussed that a stunt, a stunt that went wrong. To save money, Justin was in the car rather than a stuntman with a stuntwoman playing Trish who was supposed to hit the creeper with the car. However, the speedometer was broken and she ended up going too fast and the creeper stuntman was badly hurt in the collision and Justin was showered with broken glass. Victor Salva considered quitting filmmaking altogether after this accident, but was reassured when he visited the stuntman in the hospital. Fuck, dude. Yeah. He probably should have quit. He was a <laughs> fucking pedo weirdo, yeah. dude. Anyway, yeah, guys. That's what I got for... Part one. Part one, huh? Yeah. Part one was beautiful. And now we're going to go to our sponsors, which are also beautiful. <laughs> and then we'll talk about part two, baby. Be right back. Love you. Bye. If you're looking to get any 3D work or any animation work, make sure you go check out our boy over at Hoover 3D. He's the best in the business and will customize any design fit to your needs. He's also a miracle worker with 2D animation or 3D imaging. We used him for our cover logo and any designs we need. Make sure you give him a follow on Instagram at Hoover3D and be sure to direct message him for any of your design needs. Welcome back to the second half. Maybe not so better half, we'll find out. <laughs> of Jeepers Creepers Part 2. <laughs> well, this is Jeepers Creepers number 2. That's number what I'm two. trying to say. Is it a number 2? Well, find out. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around! Oh, Jeepers Creepers 2 was released on August 29th of 2003 and was directed again by Victor Salva. The film had a budget of $17 million and went on to make $63.1 million at the box office. Which is pretty damn good again. Mm-hmm. Budget's a little bit more, though. Almost double. But, you know, gotta make some money somehow. Oh, yeah. Alright, here's a brief synopsis for you fools that don't know what it's about. After his son is set upon by a scarecrow that seems to have come alive, Farmer Jack Taggart Sr., Ray Wise, and his son, Jack Taggart Jr., Luke Edwards, go looking for an explanation. Meanwhile, a bus carrying high school students breaks down nearby, and a creature known as the Creeper, Jonathan Breck, starts a killing spree. The elder Taggart son soon realizes that the killings and attacks on his son are connected, and after alerting the community to be on guard, he aims to pummel the creeper. Cool. All that's right. it. That, yeah, that's that that's the movie. All right, the end. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here are the statistics for this movie. The critics gave it a 24% with an average rating of 4.3 out of 10. Total reviews of 127. 31 being fresh and 96 being rotten. That's so bad. Damn, it's not... It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Audience gave it a 37% with 2.9 out of 5 stars and total ratings of over 250,000. That's a lot. Damn. Uh, IMDb gave it a 5.6 out of 10 and Showtimes gave it a 4 out of 5. Which, which is high. Good, yeah. And 91% of Google users like this as well. Which is high as fuck too. Oh, yeah. Which makes no sense. How do we get these reviews, people? How? Who does it? Is it you? <laughs> Are you guys tomato people? <laughs> Just kidding. But if you were wondering how some of them got good reviews, here's why. Critics positive reviews. Critics positive reviews. Subtle as a brick. Jeepers Creepers 2 is what it is, and you either love it or hate it. Still, you have to admit that the Creeper, Jonathan Breck, is a fun villain. True. Agreed. Number two. If it's less successful than the first one, that is not the same as saying that it's a failure. I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yes, that is full 
truth. Um, number three, it's the kind of insanity that we enjoy watching with our friends, trying to figure out whether or not the director knew what he was doing. Is that wrong? No. I don't think so either. Number four, <laughs> something more than an, an assembly line creature feature. And Salva backs up his disturbed subtext with passable spook show affection. I like that. I do. That's like, that works. I also like how the second movie was like, uh, even though it was like in the same realm, mm-hmm. it didn't. It wasn't just like a a direct remake. You know, it almost had like a a new story. Yeah, which was good. Which was like, what was it like? This this was day twenty three. Yeah, so it was, was like, like a, getting his fill before he went back to sleep or whatever. Yep, yep. And then, yeah, towards the end, spoilers if you haven't seen it, but go watch it if you haven't it's been 18 years um but like towards the end too he's like i like how the old guy's just like i'm waiting waiting, waiting yeah. for him to come back yeah like, how long has it been he's like 23 years give or take a day or two yeah <laughs> yeah dude. That ending. so good um but yeah i like how you find out and then he finds out and he mm-hmm. starts like putting it together but it's kind of cool because it's like he took his son so he's like fuck yeah, this he's thing the main that's he's, the main he's out for blood his driving force yeah. <laughs> yep so <clears throat> i like that I like it a lot. But you know what I don't like a lot? <laughs> Critics Negative Reviews. Critics Negative Reviews. Uh, Jeepers Creepers 2 is just is just plain silly. It comes to India a year too late. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we know why they're bitter. <laughs> of course, the thing doesn't actually die. It just folds up his face and hibernates for another 23 years. Or at least until the inevitable Jeepers Creepers 3, more goo for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great review. I like that one. Avoids many of the pitfalls of the original by setting low goals and aiming for wholly generic monster horror mediocrity. False. No. It was horror beauty. (laughs) I don't know. It was pretty good. (laughs) Just another monster monster flick with most of its budget going into the Creepers makeup. That's fine. We don't that care works. about anything yeah. else. Fuck everything else. Yeah, he looks more juicy. Yeah, he does. In this one. He's fucking moist. Yeah. So He's moist. Dripping. You know what makes me moist? Audience positive reviews. Audience positive reviews. I really enjoy the film, and it's my favorite of the series. This movie gets so much hate, and I understand why people don't like it, but come on, give it another go. Which, there you go. It's dumb fun. It's this is another dumb fun. Dumb fun. Um, four stars for the second installment of Jeepers Creepers. It is a really great sequel compared to the first movie. True. I like that. Uh, number three, Jeepers Creepers 2 is a... Su- I can't even fucking speak. Jeepers Creepers 2 is a surprisingly great follow-up to its predecessor and is a rare horror sequel that surpasses the original. So a lot of people in here like it better than the first. Mm. Um, number four, I like this movie. It's a nice follow-up to the first one. The only thing that disappointed me was that there weren't wasn't enough gore. Yeah, which I I mean there wasn't there wasn't a lot of killing, but it was still cool when it happened. Mm-hmm. All right, hmm. B- bish. <laughs> <sighs> How do you feel about those, dude? I like them. They work. I think. Do you like the second one or the first one better? Um, what were we saying before? I like the first one more for the acting. Just as long okay. as acting makes the movie the whole movie for me. But the second one, I like. More for, like, bits of the story. Okay. I like the revenge of the dad going after the creeper for his son. I do like that, too. Yeah. There, I liked uh, the weapons in the second one. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite thing was the throwing star. It was made out of bone, and there's just a little fucking 
uh, the, the tooth. Well, well, there was a tooth, and then the, on the other side was the uh, the rose tattoo. Oh yeah, or was it right? Yeah, it was I think rose that was tattoo. it. There's that rose tattoo mm-hmm. from uh, Justin Long, which I don't know if that's part of your fun facts, but uh, part of it, but whatever. Hey, <laughs> well, guys, <laughs> see, well, whatever, see what, see what. <laughs> See what we do. Whatever. I don't give a fuck no more. I don't give a shit. But yeah, what about you? Which one do you like? Um, I'm kind of with you in the same boat. So the first one, I like everything again up until you see the creature. Mm-hmm. But in the second one, I like more of the actiony phase. I love the, actually when when he uses that star. That's probably one of my favorite scenes when from he's the running he's through just, the cornfield. Dude, I fucked with that scene so heavily. I was like, yo, this is sick. Um, and then of course the bus scene that we were talking about where he lines all the, where all the kids line oh, up yeah, and he's, he's just fucking like picking through them. He's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that part was just, just I didn't like sniffing. it how the kid was sitting there and he turned around and it was, he was like right behind him just oh, dude. pressed on the glass. So good. Which actually one of the scenes in it reminded me of that when he's like oh, licking yeah. the glass or whatever. I was just like, yo, these creep, like these creatures are fucking cool yeah. that people are creating. Anyway. That's all I had to say, dude. Bus scene. What's up? <laughs> but yes, first one. Second one I liked in a different way. But yes, first one I would say is a little bit better in my opinion. Mm. But you know what isn't better in your opinion? What? Audience negative review. You're not wrong. <laughs> Audience negative reviews. The first one was a classic. This one is just there for some scares. It wasn't even as scary. No, it wasn't. Jeepers Creepers 2 has pretty much covered the concept or blah, blah, blah. Jeepers Creepers 2 has it pretty much covered, except the scares are nowhere near the pre- its predecessors and its plot, although doable, could have been more. 4.5 out of 10. Okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anything could be more. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers 2 is unoriginal, uninspired, horribly acted, and frankly just boring. Name one thing that came out before it that was like it. Oh, wait. That's what I fucking thought. Bitch. <laughs> Misses the mark on having the thrills of the first. Not a lot of charisma in most of the cast. Eh, the cast was kind of bland. Yeah. But it wasn't our long boy. But it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I, I like, actually like the I, fact that they used the high school students. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just a nice touch. Especially because when I watched this, I w- it was 2003, so I would have been 11. Mm-hmm. So right around there. I probably watched it right around then, too. I remember, yeah. And I was like, ooh, dude, what if I was stuck on a bus and there was a creature trying to fucking eat me? <laughs> I think I watched, I didn't, this wasn't a grandma movie, but I remember watching it in the theaters, too, and just being like, just, sh- like, shook from the whole him picking through them. Dude. And I'm like, ugh, this is fucking gross. I just hate how his nose opened up, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, ew, dude. <laughs> Why just, your nose gotta open up, bro? <laughs> and just him being so juicy was just gross to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only word I could use to describe how he looked he's just a moist sack moist (laughs) um what would you give the well since we went through both of the movies what would you give the first movie oh percentage wise what was it a 47 they gave it like a 47 yeah 47 i say 73 Ooh, pretty good oh 46 and 48 46 and 48 we just averaged it is what we did i averaged mine 73 that's pretty good dude yeah I would say for the first one, I would I'd probably be right there with you. Seventy, uh-huh. I'll give it a seventy-five, just because. Why not, dude? Why not? Second one. Second one. Uh, when I first seen the score, because I didn't see it before, I kind of guessed it was like twenty-six, but I'd say sixty-three-five. Okay. Boom. There you go. And I'll go ahead and drop mine down to a seventy. 
on the uh-huh. second one because it was still enjoyable. It's just a different style, different yeah. kind of movie. Um, but it definitely wasn't in the realm of a twenty-four or a thirty-seven. Yeah, it was. It doesn't deserve that, much. in my opinion. And apparently, it according to ninety-one percent of Google users, it's yeah, not. Either. I liked it, but I'm not going to review it. But who are we? <laughs> <laughs> We're the right potatoes, bitch. That's who. But you guys already know what time it is. It's time for those motherfucking fun facts with James, bitch. And now, fun facts with James. That's me. Uh, Victor Salva wrote, the, every 23 years for 23 days it gets to eat roll in Jeepers Creepers. So there would be no sequel unless the movie was set in the future. And he knew the studio wouldn't want that. However, Francis Ford Coppola found, it easy to, found an easy loophole. It's set during the same 23 days as the first movie. So the movie is set on the 23rd day for the purpose of it not making another sequel. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first and second one are within that same yeah. 23 days. Oh, okay. That's okay. Did the third one come out 23 years ago? I think it was 23 years. Oh. Or you mean, did the movie itself come out? Yeah, the nah, third they... one come out 23 no, years after that, the first one. because that would be uh, 2024. Oh, okay. So... But if they did decide to do one, and well, they could redeem just themselves. They I could just the, say it was the year yeah, 2024. Could, could zip it for. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. At around 37 minutes, Victor Salva says in his director commentary that he nearly cut the scene where the creeper flirts with the teens on the bus, feeling it might be too comical for the film. He was later glad he didn't, as it was the, a favorite scene in the screening audiences. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> it is. We're still talking about it. On set, Victor Salva referred to the school bus as the creeper's lunchbox. Hey, that's oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> Uh, at around twenty, at around twenty minutes, when Ray Wise was banging a hammer on an anvil, one of the sparks landed in his pocket and caught fire. He performed the scene regardless. Oh fuck! Yeah, the show That's must good go acting. On. Yep. <laughs> uh, Gina Phillips turned down the chance to reprise her role from the first Jeepers Creepers, but Justin Long has a cameo. Obviously, I don't remember his cameo. Yeah, he his belly button. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like um. It's when the girl falls asleep and then she has a dream of him standing in the oh, room, like yeah. screaming like, turn around, go back. Yeah. And then he shows up again and tells her about the 23, every 23 years or 23 days he gets to eat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. like a premonition. That's better then. I, I don't, I didn't remember that. Yeah. At around 11 minutes, the bus radio states a report of a church fire four days ago. This would reference the, this would reference the first movie where the church was placed on fire in an attempt to burn the evidence. Fuck, dude. Yep. Which, good scene. Yeah. Or good use, I guess, <laughs> whatever I'm saying. <laughs> uh, originally, Trish and Giselle from the first Jeepers Creepers film would, would hunt down the Creeper for the sequel, while the school bus full of teens terrorized by the Creeper was just a subplot. But the more Victor Salva worked on the script, the more the bus plot became more interesting, so we decided to scrap the Trish and Giselle... And concentrate the film on the bus instead. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good choice. I think he did, made a good choice for this one, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the road scenes were all filmed on a small stretch of private road on the Tejon Ranch in California. Interiors of the bus were filmed on a stage in an airport hangar. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The Meatloaf was originally considered to play the bus driver. <laughs> Ironic cool. because of uh, Spice Girls. Ooh. He was the bus driver in Spice Girls. Was maybe. It? Yep. I haven't seen the movie since probably it came out, and I don't remember a lot of it. Well, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. <laughs> if you want to be my what? lover, you got to hate cops. 
according to writer-director Victor Salva, the inspiration for the character of Jack Taggart Sr. was Captain Ahab in Hermit Melville's Moby Dick. At one point, Taggart was even supposed to quote uh, Ahab, From Hell's Heart I Stabbed Thee, in his showdown with the Creeper, but it was not included in the film. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. I wouldn't have caught the reference because I've never read Moby's Dick, uh, but you know. Yeah, but it's, it has a lot of callbacks to that, like even the, his harpoon gun yeah. and shit like that. Uh, like a Bat Out of Hell was the alternate title for the film at one point. Huh. Which is where Meatloaf probably would have came in. Probably, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. At around 26 minutes, the second shuriken that punctures the tires is uh, composed of the navel of Derry Jenner. Yep, there it is. There it is. Knew it. Uh, according to Ray Wise, he replaced Randy Quaid as Jack Taggart Sr. Huh. Okay. Which I think Ray Wise is a better choice because he's a little more seasoned. I would agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's not known. It's not known what the creeper took from Billy, but his head wound in the dream suggests it was part of his brain. Billy was taken to the creeper's new lair, and was possibly hung on the wall like all the other corpses, along with Derry Jenner from the first movie. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm sure. Which I would have liked to see in his new lair and That'd, how it looked. That would be cool. But it was what four days later, so he wouldn't have enough time. Yeah, to do all that shit. Uh, originally, Ray Wise only made an appearance in the cornfield scene, and the and it was to be Trish Jenner who would try to seek revenge on the Creeper. When Gina Phillips opted not to par- participate in the film, the script was rewritten where Jack Taggart was the one who sought revenge after what happened in the cornfield. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. I like how quickly they rewrite and like, mm-hmm, like come up gotta, with a new plan. Yeah, like, fix this shit right like, away. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, the basketball team was from the fictional Bannon High School, the same school advertised on Derry's shirt in the first film. Oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Me neither. Uh, the film is included on Roger Ebert's most hated list. <laughs> <laughs> you must have never seen number three. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, he probably did, but I don't know. Fuck, number three is so bad. Uh, originally, the creeper was, was to use the cadavers of Trainer Charlie and Driver Betty as puppets so that that the students would come to their rescue and be captured. This scene was storyboarded by Brad Barker, Parker, but in the end was not filmed. That would be kind of cool to see. If it was like marionettes or... Dude, yeah. Them just stand... I think he's not smart enough for marionettes. Well, maybe he is, but I, I would like it better if it was like, <laughs> a, like a shitty cornfield type deal. Shitty yeah. scarecrow. That would be cool. I don't and know. That's my... That's kind of a fun idea, though. Yeah. And let's could we talk about the opening scene where like he is the scarecrow, dude? Where he's like fixing the thing and then out of focus in the back you see him just look over. Yeah, dude. And I was like, oh, that's that, fucking terrifying. That is actually yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, yo, that's actually fucking creepy, dude. But again, they go back to that like silhouette style too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Could, it's like you don't really know, but you know. You know. <laughs> uh, initially, in the scene where Jack and Jackie find the creeper's dagger, it was Jack Tagger who threw it against the wall. And it flew up to the lamp, but the scene was cut to make to make believe that it was the dagger itself that flew into the lamp. Huh? Yeah, that's weird. Very. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as revealed in the comics, the creeper's evil goes back millennia, demanding human sacrifice and having wiped out the Roanoke colony. The creeper ro- uh, relishes tormenting its victims physically or mentally, and shows no care for its actions once accidentally causing an entire town to be destroyed. In present, the creeper takes its victims and sews them into a hideous patchwork in its lair. It dubs the House of Pain. With with some victims still alive when they join the the tableau of hundreds of victims. 
The creeper regular, regularly slaughters all of its, all in its path, target or not, and demonstrates utter sadistic relish in every evil it commits. Damn. That's kind of cool, though. I, yeah. I've never read the comics, but... Me neither. I like how they give, like, an origin story. Yeah, how he was there, fucking Roanoke, and why they're not there no more. Yeah, that's fucking cool. But, yeah. But I asked you before we started recording, and how would you kill the creeper? Or, like, if you were happened to be there as it, like, decided to close its face up? Yeah, I have, I have no idea, dude. When you asked me, I was like, I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> and literally the one thing I said was I'd bury it. Uh-huh. And I was like, can I put it in like a fucking concrete box and just bury it? And then you were like, yo, listen. Yeah. Here's what I do. So <clears throat> listen to James. If we're I, on the same page. If Got I it. survived and then I watched him like cover its face up, I assume it doesn't harden it's doesn't harden its body in any way. Except like for its, its face, right? Except its face, it covers that. But mm-hmm. what I do is I would quarter it, or I'd cut it, or no, I'd cut it at the at the elbow, and then cut it at the shoulder. I'd chop it, I chopped the fuck out of that thing, and then I would bury it probably 12 feet deep, concrete it, and then just cover it with dirt. And then I wouldn't just bury it all in one spot. I would have like whoever survived is like you take a piece of this and you go bury it. Don't tell anybody where it's at, but make sure the hole is 12 feet deep and you have a lot of concrete. Yeah, that's what you I think it'd work. I think it would. It would have to. It would have to. It's like... <clears throat> How is he supposed to get Was he going to come back like the Iron Giant? <laughs> oh, maybe he's going to be like uh, be like the clown on Spawn and crawl around with his fucking tongue. <laughs> but, like, it's still 12 feet underground in concrete. That's true. So, that's that's my plan. I think it would work. Let us know if you have another plan. Let us, yeah. <laughs> let it, let us know. if they tried burning it, I'd burn it. Or i just... Like we're going to, we're taking a trip to the ocean. Yeah. And then just drop. Give drop it to it. the sharks, fool. Oh yes. Yeah, or give it some cement shoes, fool. Because <laughs> <laughs> how do you know if it? I'm sure it can't breathe underwater for 23 years. Yeah. With its face covered. Maybe, but that's how I'd kill it at least. And the pressure of the ocean would kill it. Boom! Look at that. Ocean kills everything. Ocean. Where you go if you want to die? <laughs> yeah. Ocean, the scariest thing on this fucking planet. Amen. <laughs> You're not wrong. But guys, that's our episode. Huh? How'd you like it? <laughs> What'd you think? We liked it too. Let us know. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for jumping in. And uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram at the underscore ripe underscore potatoes. And you can follow us on our pinchy personals at xchief underscore beefx. And comic x steve. Later. Bye.